welcome to the Technicolor 1970s. It is the Bennett Brothers podcast for the Marvel's TV series WandaVision on Disney Plus, Episode 3. And I'm Jerry Bennett. And I'm Joel Bennett. Thank you again for joining us as we venture down this rabbit hole, as we explore the town of Westview, as we talk about episode three entitled Now in Color. So it has a title. It does have a title. Yep. The yeah. first two film, the first two were, uh, the first one, they, they gave us the titles finally. It was, uh, it's called Filmed Before a Live Studio Audience. And number the two was? The second episode was Don't Touch That Dial. So those are our three episodes so far. We're going to talk about them, spoil the heck out of them, and uh, see if we enjoyed it or not. Uh, Probably not so much that question because everyone seems to enjoy this show or is is starting to enjoy the show. But we're going to delve into the mysteries and theories and thoughts and try to figure out what the heck is going on. This podcast won't be as long as the previous one because that was two episodes and that podcast went for two hours and 47 minutes. that's That's a hint, Jerry. 247 a, this you, isn't you take lost. Those numbers, this isn't lost. Not yet. Oh, no, you're a little lost. So we're gonna, we're gonna. I think we're gonna. Die. No, you have a bit of news. Well, you'd I just like wanted to, to share. ask you. Did you? This in the context of cinematic universes like the MCU and the DCFU and the Harry Potter and the. Well, that's not. Oh yeah, sure, sure. I'll let you have that one. And also into the universe of the now defunct Dark Universe, there is the one more real film universe out there that is actually has taking multiple properties not just one like transformers hasbro will have one if they cross over with pieces i'm talking about of course the monsterverse as we got our first long trailer yesterday sunday for the fourth film in this series joel did you see the trailer i did for see the trailer godzilla versus kong not I did king see, kong kong i did see the trailer so um uh, I, I mean, I like the trailer. I'm going to be super skeptical when it comes to these uh, monster movies and their trailers because I got to tell you, the second Godzilla movie. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Was it the second one? No, I'm sorry. It was the first one. That had such a kick-ass trailer. One of the best trailers I've seen, actually. It, it's one of the, it's up there. You're talking about where they're, where they're, they're parachuting falling. in? And yes. it's got the it's got the sound effect that that sounds like it's from two thousand and one, a space odyssey. Which again, this new trailer also utilizes that a little bit. Yeah, you're, you're doing. <laughs> Jerry's just really cold. <laughs> no, I, no, I stubbed my toe. <laughs> well, I know what you're talking but about. I, that. So I'm I'm going to be highly skeptical. So, but that and being I, said, I, I, in, in in the context of that, I will tell you this. I believe the trailer that came out for the second one, the third film, the second Godzilla film, which ended with, um, from Game of Thrones, he goes, all hail the king. You know, that trailer was probably the greatest trailer I saw that year, which was two years ago. That trailer was incredible. The movie was good. Yeah. That trailer the movie's better, was incredible. That movie's incredible. better than the first movie. Uh, yes. That being said, Kong Skull Island You love is, that film. I love that film. That I think film I is re- that film. Yeah, that film is rewatchable. That film is exciting it looks that's another good trailer spectacular that film still that the, the cinematography in that film is is top notch. i think it's a fun no, film there, but it's yes flawed. yes you have, pro- we have pro- you know you have problems with the people don't run to the sides when they're getting stomped on and they do the old <sighs> the side looks like i'm gonna know. die now bye john goodman bye yeah. samuel but jackson that, but bye that other being guy. said i'm very I, I Kong Skull Island is awesome. So I maybe I'm all, maybe I'm also biased that I really enjoyed King Kong more than I enjoyed Godzilla. Well, yeah, 
So, 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 I don't know. I, so, so watching the trailer, mm-hmm. I thought it looked really cool. Obviously, Kong, they have dealt with the fact that Kong was in the 70s, and now in modern day, he has gotten much larger because Godzilla is so big. I think it's going to be exciting. I don't know if you notice in there, but there's a f- two blink-and-you-miss-it scenes in there. It's like, Mecha Godzilla. He's going to be there, too, I bet. They're throwing it all in there. Will they bring back Mothra and Rodan? Who knows? King Girdra or... Are they going to bring that back? <laughs> Let them fight. See, that's just it. I can't, I can't get these trailers are just Kong Skull Island. Well, we don't have, we, we're going to watch ton, it on HBO, so we'll find. Kong Skull Island had a ton of monsters in it. The first Godzilla was like, look at Godzilla. Now let's look at everybody else. They did looking the, at Godzilla. Yeah. Then they did the whole get in the building, and then they closed the door. And now we're yeah. in the building. Like, uh, that, I direct, want, that I director Pacific went on to do Rim, Rogue, Rogue, Rogue One. You know. Yeah, Garth that, Edwards. No, he's yeah, Gareth, no, I'm not Gareth saying Edwards. I'm not saying he doesn't have a look and a style and all that. Yeah. I just think that trailer made me think this is going to be the best thing in a long time. Say sliced bread. Just, it was just meh. Okay, I just wanted to talk because yeah, that was a big yeah, thing a great... and it's a new big blockbuster film that we finally got something new to look at and uh, I I will I watch it. I'll enjoy it. I don't know if I will rewatch it. I don't know if I've actually rewatched. The other three, other than bits and pieces of it, to be honest with you, they've all been good one time. I've only seen one of them in the theater, and that was <laughs> was Kong. I didn't see the other two. I waited. I'm like, I can yeah. wait. You know, and this one's coming yeah. out in March. It's going to be on HBO Max. So uh, you know right. what it is, Jerry. You know what? It, you know what it really, really comes down to. You're a Mothra guy. No, no, no. When we went and saw Godzilla 2000 or whatever it was, it is sneak preview. Oh man, I still got the cell. <laughs> You should see how much that's worth on eBay. We went and saw Not a sneak it. preview of Wednesday the night film. the Matthew Broderick uh, Godzilla, and we were so excited for it because now it's a Godzilla with a big budget. Oh god, it was bad. <laughs> it was and it was so like, bad. this cool sneak preview, but I remember there being like 15 people in the audience or something. It wasn't even that bad. <laughs> we went and saw it, and we got done. And we're like. That was good, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, was it? The baby was like, that was good, Well, right? hopefully that next new other film that's coming up, what's that, Phantom Menace? That'll, we're not going to walk out of that going, that was good, right? <laughs> I like All right. Phantom Menace. I know. Okay. So, that, just wanted to talk about that, but now we are going to talk about episode three. And Joel, I have to ask you, what are your thoughts, first impressions? Do you do impressions? Uh, are fun, you rich little? Uh, fun fact for those listening at home, Jerry and I have now, we did watch this together. It's the first thing we've watched together in quite quite some time since the pandemic started. Uh, so that was fun to just explore this together and, you know, as it was happening live. Uh, I, this, this, he, cr- he cries a lot, people, when he I watches do. it. I'm just going to say. I do. It's weird. Like, it's like weird. ugly cry. Ugly cry. I, <laughs> my toe. <laughs> Wake me when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was watching this, I thought it was okay at the start because it's the shtick, and then it gets amazing. So, you know, it's it, the, the creepy moments are what keep me going in this show, the, the creepy, unsettling moments. But it's interesting that I thought it was like, I'm like, oh, this is okay. You know, Brady Bunch, ooh, cute. Like, this is cute. This is fun. But then it, start, then it gets right into it. So, luckily, the show doesn't, like, it's doesn't have long before it hits a moment where you're just like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> What'd you think? I'm very agreeing with you on that. I, I I knew this was going to be the issue, especially since I know there's going to be seven of these kind of episodes where we're going to get to explore the time periods. And it's cute, and it's fun, but I'm like you. I'm like, I only need five minutes of it to say, okay, that's that world, and that's that premise. 
and let's keep going with the story. And I, I, I don't want to spend more than five minutes in the full house first, whatever the next one's going to be. I want to, I mean, you can do it. And I'm, I'm saying when I say in that universe, I mean the part where they're completely in it and it's just doing the bits. Speaking of a full house verse, I'm interested in seeing uh, what they might do Easter egg wise if they do a, if they end up doing I heard full nothing. house. Well, I'm just wondering if it's going to be obviously uh, Elizabeth Olsen, the sister of the Olsen twins who are on Full House, Olsen twins, and she's playing a twin. Are they? And she has two kids that are twins. And are the two are, like are the babies now going to be older? Are they? I know she had the pregnancy accelerated, but are they going to get their aging accelerated? I have questions, and I'm I'm curious as to where they want to go with it. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Do you think they're, the twins are going to age rapidly, or are they going to be babies oh, yeah. for a while? No, 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 no. Babies don't do good in comic book universes because they can't be babies forever. So Scott Summers, Cyclops, and Marvel Girl, kind of Marvel Jean Grey, their child has to go to the future and live a life to come back as Cable. And in you know, it's very rare that kids get to stay kids because they got to age them up. And they've just done that with Superman's son. He's way more older than he was, just like the Robins. So in this respect, uh, I don't want to talk too much about the specific characters of her twins too much here yet. Billy and Tommy, that is from the comics. They do have a story in the comic book. But if we talk too much about what I think they're going to do, I, I, I'd rather wait a few more episodes and see sure. where they go before we spoil this is not what happens a, in the comics. Uh, this is not a spoiler for the comics. This is more a what do you think they're going to do with the kids in this show? I think they're going to age them up, and I think that those characters—I do. I think that's going to, you know, not saying what happens to them in the comics. Cause what happens in the comics is crazy, but I think I, they're going to age them up to be the age that the Olsen twins were in Family House. Full family. Oh, and just one episode, you're saying? Full house, yeah. Just one oh, yeah, episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. I think they're going to be full I, house age. I think they're going to do some throwaway joke to full house. That's my prediction. Okay. That's my strong prediction. Anywho. Let's um, talk about this episode yeah. and go through the moments, and we'll call out some spoilers as we go and have some laughs. Yeah. Uh, Take well, it away, hopefully. Joel. Uh, this is directed by Matt Shakeman, who uh, directed the first episode. Good stuff. We get a previously on before this starts. Previously on. I don't know if we should do that for the Bennett Brothers podcast, but... I'm just throwing that Previously out there. Previously on Hill Street Blues. And then we go we go kind of right into our opening here. Our opening being a very 70s-themed opening. The Brady Bunch. Uh, Brady a Bunch. Uh, a lot of, like, whip zooms. I've or, heard people say uh, Mork and Mindy. I can see a bit of that also. When they're on the bike together, that's very much Laverne and Shirley. Mm-hmm. We get hexagons being used a lot, which, uh, you know, this is a little bit of a stretch because it might not even come to play, but AIM... AIM, which is a villainous organization, advanced idea mechanics in the Marvel universe, Mar- MCU, which we they've experienced, we've experienced them in Iron, Iron, Iron Man, 3. Man Three. Thank you. You just want to beat me to the punch. On no, I'm things. sorry. Uh, <laughs> you set them up, I knock them over. Uh, but we see a lot of hexagons in the opening. That I could do be believe there's something with that. Now, because their outfits are very similar. You may have brought this up, and I did, was mm-hmm. dismissive of it initially. But in the, the but beekeeper. the beekeeper outfits that could have been very similar that we saw the beekeeper in the second episode. And who knows? Who knows if AIM is is behind with this and how much it ties into the version that they have of Iron Man 3 or how much they want to... Or erase more Iron Man 3 like... By the way, he's not the Mandalorian. Exactly. The Mandalorian? (laughs) The Mandarin. The (laughs) The Mandalorian. (laughs) Hey, Joel, this is the way. I should just let you keep going. That's awesome. (laughs) Wow. That's great. That is so entered my lexicon. It's not even funny. Uh, yes, we get the, and then we get a Brady Bunch style ending with a bunch of like hexagonal cubes in a tic tac toe pattern. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, or yeah, as you this guys episode, would know it, a Zoom meeting pattern. A Zoom meeting pattern. <laughs> Excellent. A grid. Uh, we get this episode starts fairly soon, within 12 hours-ish of the previous episode, but obviously time is now the 70s and not the 60s. Do those guys, do they seem like they're having a blast making this show? Oh, they gotta be. Yeah, yeah um, so for instance, though, I know I talked about this, um, I talked about this last podcast about this being filmed in front of a live studio audience. I was reading some articles that they did have the audience come in dressed in the 50s clothes and the crew dressed in the 50s clothes. And it, it seemed like they did it for fun, not necessarily for bringing it into the we'll show see. in any way. We'll see. It sounds like they did it for funsies. We'll see later in the season if yeah, that we'll plays. See. I don't know. I, just, I wonder. We get uh, introduced to Dr. Stan Nielsen, who's played by Randy Oglesby. Hang on. Go back. How many people have 50s clothing that they can just do to come in for fun? Because those clothes actually, look really... I, I do. <laughs> get out of here. Like I do. Well, you, can, you can go to a costume shop and probably I get know. something for cheap. So All right. You just made me think about that. Uh, we get introduced to Dr. Stan Nielsen. He's played by Randy Oglesby. Last name Oglesby. Nielsen, like Nielsen ratings? Maybe. That's a First good, name that's Stan, a good... like Stan Lee? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Randy, he's been in TV shows like Sharp Objects, and he was in an episode of Doctor uh, Documentary Now. Sons of Anarchy? Uh, no, but the interesting fact about him, he has uh, appeared in... Star Trek Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. And he actually did like 11 episodes for Enterprise. It would be great if it was the same character. Is this Dr. Flox? No, it is. It is. It, he did not play the same character, and I was hoping he was old enough to be in, you know, I'm like, come on, be in the original series. Be in the original series, but I did not the see The animated that. series. From so, the but it's, inter- it's great that he's like, you find these people like, oh, that guy's been in all the Star Treks, and you know he has like, oh, I've done them all. Like, that's a story. Like, this guy's done a lot of stuff, so it's great to see him. Uh, they start getting a little punny kind of things like Vision has nerves of steel, you know. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're still at uh, they're still at twenty eight hundred, whatever the street Mockingbird is. Mockingbird Lane. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know the street name. And then we get kind of our first serious moment when Vision's outside saying goodbye to the Doctor, who's going to go off to Bermuda. I put that in quotes because we find out. Later it's a marvelous place. Uh, it's it, well. It's a wonderful place. Is it Tahiti? A, it's not a Tahiti. But I, there's I, people I, online who think it is. I think it's a stretch. Yeah, it's a huge stretch. That's a huge. I, I know. It's, yeah, it's silly. I think it's silly. Just because some places in the tropic, like the the Caribbean, it must be Wakanda. It. Yeah, we get a moment here with Herb, where Herb kind of gets stuck in a glitch. Yep. And the audience, the audience laughs, and I think that's supposed to throw you off a little bit because it's creepy. It's like Westworld creepy, where it's like, is he a robot? What's going? on It felt on like here? a Tim and Eric bit from the from Adult Swim. It's just that weird like they know they're they're spoofing a 70s sitcom and then it gets uncomfortable you know yeah but it, like the look on his face was almost robotic like something's not right in his head as he's doing it and he can't stop but uh, they're not ooh, filming this in front of a live audience this is all canned laughter all over the place it was awesome i, I don't know if this is canned laughter it is canned laughter even though they filmed the other ones in laughter in a can audience. we only know that they did that with the first episode but yeah okay well I'll look into that and get back to you because I'm I do always like, fascinated. Yeah, and I, I do think it's funny, like when she's using her powers um, to put things together, like the crib. Mm-hmm. That is great, and the fact that it's done in that style where it's clearly just done with strings. Even though I don't think it's done with strings here, but it could be, and they take it out. So I, I love that. Even though later in the episode with the stork, we're still getting modern day effects brought into the shot. Yeah, it, they, they like for the crib. Even though the crib might be all CGI, or it could be one of those things where it's shot in reverse and it's taken apart. Oh, yeah, easy, easily. So, uh, he, Vision walks back in and Wanda's belly is much bigger now. 
This is reminding me of the Mork and Mindy episode where Mork has an egg and they have a child in one episode. Yeah, right. (laughs) Wow, Mork and Mindy. That's one of these, that's that's an example. When they're setting up the nursery, we have a moment where she puts up butterflies, a mobile of butterflies, and then they come to life, which I thought was a nice little, that's one of those special effects like you're talking about. And then they're arguing over the name, what they want to name it, Tommy, Billy. I, I thought what Billy was interesting, naming him after William Shakespeare. These are you names from the that, comics. You always forget that his name is actually Bill Shakespeare. It's just a, <laughs> it's just something you don't you don't think about. His friends often. call him Billy Shakes. Uh, Dahl is, uh, he's practicing putting on a diaper. He's you actually, just said Dahl is. You meant to oh, say that it is a doll. The vis- vision, the doll. Dahl wow. is putting a diaper I on the vision. Doll vision is what it says there, which who knows what that even means. Uh, and, that, and ironically, this doll's name is Grogu. Just saying. <laughs> nice. It's Groot. It's actually a kitty carry-all, which is from the Brady Bunch. Oh, I did not catch that. Nice pickup there. So there you go. More more connections. And then Wanda starts experiencing fake contractions, and then this this starts to set the whole uh, uh, the whole house starts to get set off, like the kitchen and all that, so they get out of the kitchen. Hey, speaking of Brady Bunch, if I had to ask you, what is the most famous quotable line from the Brady Bunch, what would you say? Either pork chops and applesauce. <laughs> That's number two, I would say, yeah. Uh, or it's a football to the nose. No. I mean, I, maybe it is, but mine would always Jan. be. Oh, oh Jan. No, Mar- well, you're saying. Hey, you Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, yeah. Marsha, because of the movie. But I, I, you know what, you're right. I would say mine always was, Mom always said, don't play ball in the house. Because <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a statement that gets repeated like seven times in the episode. So that's why it sticks out. Pong and that is and the. <laughs> why was that in the trailer for the movie, but not in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's experiencing fake contraction. Stuff starts going crazy in the house. The power goes. And then we cut to a scene of Phil and Dottie, who we find out are married. Phil and Dottie are actually a married couple. Uh, Dottie being the woman who is in charge of the town, like the social light. And, uh, Anyanka from Buffy. Phil being the one who was fired <laughs> from his job. And again, he had the funniest yeah. line in this episode. Yeah. Oh, thank Do God. Do those earrings make me look fat? <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Again, the show does comedy like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, keep going. It's fantastic. Uh, a couple of interesting things about this scene. He's reading a newspaper about two fire hydrants. It actually doesn't look like hydrants. It looks like hydrants. I love this. It is. And it's two, which makes you, you know, the twins thing coming up later on. That's a little bit of a stretch, but I'll t- I like it. You now, know, the hydrant thing, though, being hydra. That, if they, if, and if they, and I do believe they did that for the show, then that tells me this is like, oh, this is lost level. They really are playing at that mm-hmm. level. Uh, but we also talked about this in the previous episode. Here is another scene that does not contain our two main characters. So that means these aren't just, they don't like disappear when Wanda and Vision are doing their own thing. They're living a life outside of Wanda and Vision as well. I always cool. find that fascinating. Oh, Dottie. Dottie and Phil. Yes, I agree. Or unless they're like, after their scene cuts, they're just frozen. In well, place, yeah, it but. is it, you know, because it's a comedy bit. Yeah, it's hard to say, but you're right there. And this is neither of our main characters are in this scene. Now we get a moment where Vision is starting to realize something is wrong. So Vision is not a he is willing not our participant? narrator. Yes, he's not a willing participant. He's not our narrator. Like this is a character living within this town. Yeah, we discussed and, that last and, time. Yes, we did. And this is a great moment here because the music they, stops too. It's like the whole. And this happens. Well, no, the music starts. Oh, you know, I'm thinking of the Geraldine scene mm-hmm. later. This is the, this is the moment where the music starts and the camera 
the cameras, which has been a three ca- camera sitcom, which doesn't have much movement on it other than the zooms, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. The camera starts to push in now on their faces, like it starts to dolly in on their faces, and, th- and this is when we get to experience a glitch. It's not a rewind like we saw before. This is actually a glitch. Like it, it, it cuts. It goes to it, black, didn't it? Or no? It, no, it just it, it, like you see a cut and then a cut. Like it was kind of cut like in a uh, Quentin Tarantino's Grindhouse. You know. Like, yes. <laughs> Because then Vision starts talking again, and he's actually not questioning his reality. Yeah, uh, and that, I, that's awesome, awesome, awesome. And then Wanda starts going into labor. Vision flies. He's super excited. He flies, and then her water breaks, and it metaphorically breaks all through the house as it's raining inside the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut to our commercial. Our commercial is for a product called Hydra Soak. Hydra Soak. Same the, actress playing who plays the who plays in the last two commercials. Correct. And there's a speculation that the actress in these commercials, as well as the gentleman who's been in the other commercials, might be her parents. In the comics, though, she has a pretty famous dad and mom, right? Yeah. Well, famous dad. Dad. dad yeah. Uh, but this could be the parents who raised them kind sure. of a scenario. In the comics. In the and comics. we talked about this in the our X-Men, our X-Men movie podcast that we have done. So check those out. on Yeah. yeah. Magneto from. is their father. What? But when Marvel was going the last few years, when it was going through this whole thing with before they got the X-Men back and they're dealing with all the issues and they're trying to push the Inhumans, the comics were then forced to say that Magneto wasn't the father and that they weren't muse, uh, mutants, which is... Insane. Well, interesting. And yeah, I and I think they've I think the comics have gone back to like that's not true, but we'll see. Yeah, you used to tell me all the time because we've been doing this a very long time, and you were telling me how Marvel was switching from X Men to Inhumans. Uh, has that gone back now that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Have, have they started pushing? Have they been like Inhumans? What are those? <laughs> oh yeah, Disney who owns it all. What are they're, those? They're, they're they're the ones who make a decision, even though I. Pearl Mutter, who's in charge of them, that's a whole complicated thing. He's he doesn't get as much control as he did before because they sold it to Disney for billions of dollars. Well, I'm just wondering in the comics, are they are they just not, are they like they're promoting. Fantastic Four back? Oh yeah, they're all back. They're all back. And the Inhumans. But these are Inhumans. To the, what Inhumans? Yeah, yeah, they're and they're pretty retconned. much back to the. Like, oh yeah, they they never really it never really took off. You forced it, and it didn't work. Interesting. Well, hopefully, I mean, they obviously have good stories with the Inhumans. They've had good story arcs and things like that. But hopefully, a few, someone a few. can. Hopefully some writer later on, you know, 10 years can really, like, do something with that. We'll see. So the commercial, Hydrosoak. We get a, we get a picture of the box at the end, the soap box, and it's mm-hmm. got little Hydra symbols on it. It says it's made in the USA, which is f- actually Hydra, for those of you who uh, aren't familiar. If, if, we can, if we include the TV shows as canon, Hydra is actually... Uh, was founded in ancient times because uh, then humans came to the earth or Kree came to the earth to create super soldiers and then there was a cult formed and that cult slowly transformed into Hydra. Yeah, this, this is all is based, TV stuff. This is all based off of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then the first Which time contradicts get... a bunch of stuff with Marvel Cinematic Universe including the snap which never happened in this in the Agents well, of S.H.I.E.L.D. They universe. Well, they can easily... Well, no, can't. no, they they can they can easily uh, they said say Thanos that they was were coming out of there. time. Yeah. yeah, they said Thanos was coming there, so it technically is. And they have Nick Fury, Lady. Sa- There's other. They a smart writer can say that all took place inside the MCU. Yes, it really they really can. So if that if we I'm just saying, but I don't think the show's and you don't think the show's going to muddy down with that. But no, of course not. The the character 
in shield this is relevant to what we're talking about as opposed to just some offshoot here the hydra character that ward gets possessed hive. by hive there is speculation that hive might be in this now i don't that seems crazy it seems crazy that they would try to tie that in there because hive is a character in the comic books tied into hydra which ties it into shield and I've read online somebody was, you know, there has been more than a, a one thing saying it could be Hive who's behind this. I still think it's Mephisto, the devil, but there is talk of Hive. So that is crazy. And here's here's why I think that's not the case yet. The reason I think that's not the case yet, unlike Mandalorian, which references the Clone Wars animated shows, right? Those animated shows are on Disney+. Plus. So people who have never watched Clone Wars or Rebels are now binge-watching those shows on Disney+. Plus. I don't believe Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on Disney+. Plus, So I don't know how much they're going to reference them. If Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. then appears on Disney+, Plus, I think they can go, this is now part of the universe. So that way people go back and binge-watch well, all of They have a bunch of X-Men shield. stuff on there, and that's not part of the universe. Well, that it's it, it's a different universe. Well, Deadpool's supposed to cross over at some point, so technically it's... Years from now. ...part of the universe, if you want to get to that point. And so uh, uh, a couple more things with the commercial. Uh, the commercial is modeled after Kelgon, Take Me Away Bath Powder. It's, I've seen the, we've seen the original commercial, and we've seen this, and it's very reminiscent of each other. Some people are, this is another moment where people are talking about this being Tahiti, and I think that's a stretch. Uh, and then the final quote is, because they have kind of these, these uh, quotes at the end of the commercials, which they did, did back in the day and all that. The quote is, find the goddess within. Do you think that means anything, Jerry? No. I don't. Although, by the, by the way, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a contract thing. Yep, I do too. And I think I think if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes to Disney+. Plus, When? I don't know. Or Hulu, which is Disney. I think you might you might see more connections because people then Disney+, Plus will be like, go binge watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So we cut back to our, our storyline, our present-day storyline, or our 70s storyline. They actually soaked the entire house for this scene. I was shot. Like, they cut to the living room. The living room's covered in water. I was like, holy smokes, they soaked everything. Now, I don't know if that, I don't think it was CG. The fact that they soaked everything is pretty, uh, pretty wet. crazy. It's pretty wet. Then Vision's like, he needs to go grab the doctor because she's having real contractions. Her water broke. And he gets this moment where he goes, uh, he needs to leg it, which is always <laughs> a good phrase. <laughs> I, I loved it, <laughs> which is very British, which is the actor is British. And Paul Bettany. I, I thought that was good. I, what do you think of when you hear Leggett? Uh, with Red Dwarf. In, <laughs> Change in, of plans. Leggett. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly Red Dwarf. Uh, so he, he ends up going to the doctor's house. I'm just going to go right to this scene. Uh, the doctor can't leave, right? You know, I, actually, I'm He's not trying gonna to go escape. I'm he not going to go to that scene. I wrote this thing in the wrong spot. I'll come back to it. Mark that for later. I can't wait. Wanda, having watched this a second time, I get to experience it this time because she hears something coming from the nursery, which turns out to be a stork. But she hears it and walks slowly forward, and then she gets interrupted by Geraldine at the door, who left her place. I put that in quotes uh, because it's raining in the house because the pipes burst. Uh, we don't know where Geraldine is staying. They say she doesn't even have a home later on. So what's going on there? Agnes says that. Yes, correct. 
Uh, so Wanda is, doesn't want people to know she's pregnant as quickly as she is pregnant. So she like runs into the kitchen. She's having contractions. Her coat starts to change. She's covering her pregnancy, which this is also acknowledging how so many sitcoms from the past as well as today cover up actresses' pr- uh, pregnancies if they're not something written into the show. So this was helping to acknowledge that as well. Yes. Uh, her coat changes, like I said. She's going in there. She sits down. They're talking. And a stork appears, and Wanda can't get rid of it. She keeps using a red smoke, and the stork keeps staying there. You said you said this is a computer graphic stork, computer uh, generated stork. But clearly, it is in some scenes. Uh, if it's not in all scenes, it's. I mean, it's really well done. It could be a puppet. It in a couple is scenes. really well done. But there is like a several. There is at least four times where you look at it like, well, that's clearly CG. Does it look CG? Oh, see, no, but it has to be CG. Yeah. I'm saying it's it's one of those things where. It has to be CG. That's what I mean by it. It, it looks that way. It the, looks the, great. Yeah, the, the motion. It's that like well, yeah. It has to be because no animal can be that well trained. That kind of thing. One of my uh, favorite subtle moments here that I want to point out was the stork ends up making a sound and they end up like it. It shocks Geraldine and it shocks her so much. Snaps her out of the. Yeah, she gets out of the sitcommy cheerfulness fakeness into real geraldine we're gonna find out next episode hopefully if she's been playing along or if you know like like is you know because as we're gonna get up to the scene that we're leading up to here is she does she know she's in this scenario and she's playing along or you know and she's doing it because she wants to be there and she's gonna look for the opportunity to do something or are these moments sucking her out i I think it's the second i don't think she knows her mission. I think, like I said in the last episode, it's based on the comic book where once you go through the barrier, your memories have changed. Yes, and I, I'm looking forward to that too. That's part of the mystery and it's exciting. So yes, Vision gets to the doctor's house and using his super speed. His doctor is on the way to Bermuda, but he can't. his car won't work, shockingly enough, because he can't leave. They are not allowed to leave. We meet his wife, Mrs. Nielsen, who's played by uh, Rose Bianco. Bianco? Uh, if she looks familiar, that's because she was just in a bunch of episodes of Cobra Kai. If you've watched that show, she plays the grandmother in Cobra Kai. Uh, she was also in the, the TV grandmother show. of who? Uh, uh, Manuel. Oh, okay. Not Manuel. A, Miguel. Miguel. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the grandmother of Daniel's kids, her mom, because that was in the no, first. No, definitely season not yet. her. Yeah. But she was in a bunch. She was also in the TV show The Gifted. Okay. Uh, and. Uh, uh, fun enough, she is in Black Panther. She's uncredited in Black Panther. So there's a connection to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think she's playing the same character. Oh, you're mine. Maybe she is. Who knows? Maybe she is. What if she was? How awesome would that be? That would be like taking a you cop. know it if this if this that'd be like if, taking a cop from the movie Avengers and then putting him in Agent yeah, Carter, yeah, and being yeah, like, yeah. how does he get in both of them? Crazy. That is a joke for those who listen to our Agents of Shield podcast. Also, it's not really, it's not really a joke. A joke. <laughs> Here's the thing. A joke usually is funny. So that's the difference. <laughs> you. All right, moving along. Uh, so Wanda goes into labor behind the couch, and the house starts going crazy. Yep. Uh, she births a, uh, she births one of the babies, and she ends up having – Vision comes there, and then she ends up giving birth to a second one. Billy and Tommy. Uh, so they're born. Vision goes outside to escort the doctor out. We get he sees Herb and Agnes chatting mysteriously. Oh, I, I, before that, the doctor is there, and the doctor is like he starts getting mysterious, and he's like, "You it's a small town, you know, you you can't escape." 
and he leaves. Like, what? What's going on with you, man? Well, no, he says it uh, in, in not, he, we, he, we we took the ominous of course uh, overtones, but it's his character. To be that way, I know, though. but I'm saying he's not saying it in any way. He's saying it just, you know, you know. I don't know. These the people that live in this town know something's wrong. I got the fact that he was just. This just what well, if you watch it again, it I, has a mysterious overtone to it. Because he also looks at uh, Herb and Agnes, who I think are married. It's not. It doesn't say specifically. Yes, Agnes's husband is Ralph. Oh, we you're never right. Met. You're right. So I don't know why people are saying they're married, and I was trying to dispute that. So that's right. She mentions Ralph as her husband. But anyways, Herb and Agnes are chatting mysteriously. This is when music starts playing, mm-hmm. uh, and then we cut back to inside. We're gonna go back and forth between inside and outside. Wanda starts to sing a lullaby. Those lyrics have been put online, and it's nothing. Uh, well, with interesting story about those lyrics. So this is a Sokovian lullaby. So if you listen to this in English and you do the English subtitles, it says sing Sokovian lullaby. But if you watch this in Portuguese, or if you watch this with Portuguese subtitles, this, the lullaby is translated into Portuguese. And then people have now taken yeah. that and translated it into English. I'm just going to read it real fast. It's, I waited for you and this day has come. My heart became a home full of light, full of light. I know, and I, and I said that it didn't matter, and it really well, doesn't. Well, you say that, but I do. sometimes and I, and these I things stand matter. By it. The, the house, when she gives birth to the kids, the house becomes much brighter. <laughs> okay. I so, still think it doesn't mean anything. I'm saying, like, actually physically brighter. Like, I get it. She, I still think, think it doesn't mean anything. It's, like, do you it's, think they would do that? you think they would write something I like this? I think some things are just tr- lyrics. It's like it's, it's, They would it's, go it's, through the trouble of writing a Sokovian song? Yes, I do. And not have it mean anything? Yes, I think it means oh, it's calling those words. I don't think it's going to change the storyline no, at all or any of that not. kind of meaning. I don't think it means of, anything. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm regretting not. saying anything because we're talking about it longer than I think we need to. No, of course it's not going to change the storyline because most people aren't going to know that. But again, it's like Lost. What book is he reading? Do we have to read that book to make Lost better? No, no I, under, it, I get it what you're saying. I don't experience. think this enriches the experience at all. That's all. That's all. I'm just saying that. Okay. All right. So Gerald and uh, Geraldine and Wanda, they are talking, and Wanda mentions that she was a twin. And this is the moment where I could feel the 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 air in the room shift as we're watching. This yeah, I because, apologize about that. I was yeah, a little it was, gassy it was earlier. A little gassy. Uh, <laughs> and she brings up her brother's name, of Petro. Who was I was listening to see if her, I was I was listening to see if her her accent got any stronger in this sequence. Just saying his name, I was I, you know both times I watched it, I'm like, is 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 she slipping back into her Sokovian accent? Which I don't think she did. And then Geraldine brings up like, oh, that's your brother who was killed by Ultron. What? What? Mind blown. And this is the part I was saying where it's like, is she seeing this as an opportunity? Like she's like, this is now my opportunity to say this as a manipulate, and we're gonna find out next episode. I'm hoping. Or did the window open and she is in the same fog bank as? Is she starting to remember? Yeah, but again, it comes down to, but it also comes down to the neighbors outside Agnes and Herb, who are also going like, don't talk about it because what do they know? There's a one. There's another speculation online that everybody in this universe is dead in this world, including Vision. And so, you know, I don't think Agnes is, and that's why they're all like, don't say anything because you're going to, yeah, then we'll be we'll outside. Be again. We have Herbert Agnes. They're, they're questioning where Geraldine came from. They're like, she mm-hmm. doesn't live anywhere. Where's she come from? And then, so, in, yeah, inside, we have a moment where Wanda starts to become real serious. She gets that the, look the, in her well, she face. Well, she had that she was had a tear running down her eye, too. And she tells Geraldine, she's like, you need to leave. 
as she sees the sword logo on the chain, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Didn't even notice it. Didn't even pay attention to the sword logo the whole episode because, you know, it looks like a it's an upside-down cross, and it's just you, you don't pay attention to it. And, like, oh, my God, she's wearing a sword logo. It was great. Great, great, great. Uh, Herb tells Vision. Uh, he's they, They're talking to him, and then Herb starts to go, you know, she came here because we're all – and then he doesn't say anything. And Agnes is like – Stop it! And she looks at she looks at her, which interesting. If Agnes is in on it, I'm I'm confused because Agnes looks at Herb with fear in her eyes. Because maybe her stop maybe it. her plan is to do something. Maybe she's being manipulated by Mephisto the Devil. Maybe she knows that yeah. this will make but Wanda it doesn't come make, out of it too soon. It doesn't soon. make her so sound like things. she's a willing participant no. in the situation because she's scared when she says stop it. Like it is terrifying. But she could be scared of Wanda. She could be scared of the devil. She could be scared of being expelled from this Westview just the same mm-hmm. way. I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing yeah. with that. I just what don't do you think, think he was going to say? That's we're a great all, question. We're all trapped. We're all dead. You know, I think it's one of those. <laughs> we're all actors. Yeah, we're actors playing actors while we're acting. Um, it just gets—it's really deep, actually. It's kind of a hole. Uh, so that the, uh, and then Wanda approaches Geraldine uh, threateningly, and as she's walking towards her, like, "Where'd you come from?" She had, the baby's crying gets louder and louder in the background. Obviously, it's symbolizing that it's getting scarier and scarier for Geraldine. And then Vision re-enters the house. Oh, so Agnes leaves, rings her bell, ding, ding. She leaves. Ag- uh, Vision re-enters the house, and he's like, where's Geraldine? And Wanda's like, Geraldine has left. And she says she had to rush home. And this is the moment our screen goes from four by three. It goes to full screen filling up my screen and then it drops down into 2.35 to 1. Yes. And then drops down to the letterbox. Awesome. It's a, I don't know what the other I think I don't know what the other aspect ratio is, but it filled up full screen and then it goes into the letterbox. So mm-hmm. that was great. Uh and we get to see Ram uh I'm going to call her Rambo. Uh, Geraldine, she gets expelled from what is assumedly a bubble of some sort. Yeah, we see a barrier, although it's really weird because she comes from the left side of the screen bursting to the right, and then we see her lying in the field and we pull out, we see the bubble is to the right, so I got um, a little confused. They broke the line. I feel like they broke the line. I feel like it looked like she's supposed to be coming from the left to the right, and but they, they switched it, and I don't... I, 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 didn't, I think I, that was a mistake. I, I 100% that I doubt that has any bearing on it. Oh, no, I, I agree. Forward. I'm saying I think it was it, it pulled me <laughs> out a little bit. Coming back to bite you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> yes, and we're hearing Daydream Believer playing in a very mm-hmm. echoey sound, which is a song from the Monkees, which was a show that technically is more from the 60s because it was ended in 68, and Brady Bunch started in 69. But as we all know, Davy Jones was in an episode of The Brady Bunch, and that song has traveled through time a little bit. And she gets expelled. And the lyrics. And, and uh, she, I'm sorry, she gets expelled, but she gets surrounded by what helicopter we are sh- yeah, sword agents. Sword agents. But which we don't now see we're getting one. into the real movie feel of the yes. of the of the show. I also forgot to mention that uh, Agnes is wearing a brooch. Yep, I got a whole been thing wearing about a brooch. that. You're going to talk about that? Well, the, there's different theories online. Uh, she could be one of the because th- what's on the brooch shows looks like three symbols or three pe- people or three stars uh is that meaning that she's i'm reading online there's she's one of the three witches from macbeth who used prophecy to steer the main character to the to his doom 
she's maybe one of the weird sisters, which are uh, Quasar villains from the comic book who work for Maelstrom, which is a human deviant hybrid. Blah, 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 blah. And it's also something to do with there's Jennifer Kale, who's a character from Man Thing. There's Satana from uh, Damon Hellstrom's in the Hellstrom universe, and Topaz, which are three Marvel witches who starred together in a four issue series in 2004 but it's not that one so yeah there's a lot of connections there other things it could be the stars could represent her twins i guess but if there's three stars i don't know if that actually works yes because uh that's called triplets yes (laughs) so that is everything we found in this episode our thoughts question yes do you think we are going to see because we've seen if she can bring back the vision and bring back people are we going to see Pietro, her brother, who was killed in Age of Ultron in this episode. Wouldn't that be awesome? And here's something even more blow your mind. I don't think they'll do it, but it'd be incredible. You see Quicksilver, and then at some point there's some sort of effect or transition because this is a multiverse kind of leading towards the multiverse madness. He quickly switches to Evan Peters' Quicksilver from Days of Future Past. That is extremely, extremely doubtful. And Evan Peters and the other one who played... uh, uh, the one in the Marvel Universe, we're both in Kick-Ass together, so maybe they'll also show up as Kick-Ass characters. I mean, I do... <laughs> I am aware of another character who's going to be in this show. I'm not going to bring it up here. Okay. Uh, but it is another MCU character who we haven't seen in a while who's going to be... The actress is on the show. Maybe she's not going to play that character, but I'm pretty sure no, she is. She is. She is. <laughs> and also, we already know, we've heard the voice... We've already talked about this. We heard the voice of Jimmy Woo in the... You know, Wanda, who's assu- doing this to We assume... That's yes. the voice of Jimmy Woo. It could yes. be altered in any way, shape, or form. Um, Do you still believe, like you did in the beginning, that the hand we saw monitoring with this somebody? in the first episode? I don't. Do you still think it is? Uh, it, could, it could be that MCU character I talked about. That know, would be interesting. Coming in. I, I, don't, I can't say no. Like you, you, like you were trying to say that it could be anyone. It, it, it is anyone. It's a rando. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, why show it then? You know, why not show some random person or why, you know, I, I get because there could be a lot of things. That's what I'm loving about this show. What's going on? And what are your theories at home? Please let us know. Are we even close? Are we coming close to you? Your theories? Are we completely off base? Have we given you something interesting? Here's here's also the way I think about the show. So uh, one of the shows we did a podcast on and we didn't do as many, but we both loved the show uh, was a show called Legion. Legion is an X-Men TV show that didn't really take place in the X-Men universe, but did, and it was just a good show, but it was wild and weird, and it had mystery elements to it. The problem with that show versus this show, when you're watching Legion, you really can't figure out what's, you can't solve it based on the clues they're giving you. You can kind of do a little bit about maybe characters from the comics, but other than that, you're like, you're just on a wild ride because that show is so unpredictable. I feel like this show is setting up enough, giving you enough clues that maybe when it's all said and done, you can look back and be like, oh, it was there the whole time. We didn't see it. Or or if we would connect to these dots just a little differently, we would have answered a lot more questions. And I that makes me super excited because that is a show who that has a beginning, middle, and end all figured out, and they know exactly what they're doing. They're masters of their storytelling. And I think that's why I'm enjoying this show so much. You? Uh, yes. Okay, thank you for that, Jerry. <laughs> Anything else you want to add? No, looking forward to the next episode. Yeah, go to facebook.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast to participate in this conversation. We love it. We love people giving their theories and their thoughts on what is happening. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, I'd like to thank Josh. 
Josh Levine commented. He basically wanted to let you know. He sent me and say, tell your brother that... Oh, <laughs> this is actually more in reference to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Mandalorian podcast we were doing. He's like, tell your brother that midichlorians were a stupid idea. <laughs> and he says, I'm ashamed of you both. And I said, oh, I agree. It's a stupid idea. And I'm also ashamed of us. <laughs> I don't agree. It's a stupid idea, but I still am ashamed of us. <laughs> but Josh, thank you for uh, for commenting as always. I look forward to your comment on our comment a couple months from now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's getting close to the second to the last season of S.H.I.E.L.D. probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's right. awesome. All right, you do all the stuff? I, uh, I mean, email Patreon? us and, and, and patreon.com slash Benner Podcast and Twitter. And no time, no time! Oh, that's it. I mean, you, you know. All right, guys, we'll be back with episode four titled Something We Don't Even Know Yet. Looking forward to it. Until then, I'm Jerry. I'm Joel. We'll talk to you next time.